Well, there's the alarm and another delay in the rollout of the cannabis industry in Massachusetts. The state's Cannabis Commission is starting to come under fire about those delays. And meanwhile, the Bay State finally has a financial institution that will take their business. Yes, it's a credit union located in Gardner, Massachusetts. It's called Federal Credit Union and all that and more coming up on another edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Hi, everyone. Welcome to In the Weeds with yours truly, Jimmy Young. We have a very special guest in studio to talk with, Adam Cavanaugh, who is the general manager of Leafly. Yeah, and uh, I also would be curious to know what the lobby in Washington, D.C. is for the descheduling of the cannabis plant. We all get, anybody who's in this business knows it's a Schedule One drug. It's been like that since 73. And I, I just think it's time. I think there's a movement now to get it descheduled because of the scientific research that the the improper scheduling is um, kind of stopping. You know, they, they the people want to learn about the product. And if it's a federal if it's um, any kind of a school that gets any kind of federal backing, they can't deal with it because of the Schedule 1. So I, I do start to hear things, and recently um, they, they softened the schedule of the CBD, which is the cannabinoid that is inside the cannabis plant that does um, help with f- inflammation in your body. And uh, that's the one that you're seeing everywhere because... Uh, industrial hemp and it, it only has 0.04% THC. It's just enough to activate the CBD and, and that can actually, and that's a legal substance for the most part now in the United States. Well, so it's actually interesting. Um, and I, I, I was very confused about this subject myself. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Ben Adlin, one of our Leafly news writers, actually put out a really good article about this last week. And so it was actually a bit of a misconception in that they didn't reschedule CBD. What they ended up rescheduling was one drug called uh, Epidiolex, and I'm probably butchering the Sorry. pronunciation of that. But basically, it's a um, the know, anti-seizure it, one, isn't it? it? Yeah, correct, yeah. correct. So um, they basically said there's three criteria for which you can. Uh, get a CBD drug in this Schedule 5, and it has to have under 0.1% THC. Uh, you know, it has to be derived from CBD or from, you know, cannabis, mm-hmm. and it has to be approved by the FDA. Right. And so, you know, obviously, so not all CBD is legal now, which is, I think, a, a, a lot of people thought that was moving that right so right. we are opening the door a little bit right a, it's a tiny, the door the door crack. is a jar a very, a very <laughs> like there's like a you can almost see the light right but barely right. so um there's still a long ways to go but it, it's 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 a good step in the right direction you know obviously that drug's probably i think it costs like thirty two thousand dollars a year i know which is and insane. by the way that's a lot for one pill isn't it it's a lot it's not one pill no, no, please no. tell me it's not thirty two thousand it's a dose annually i think oh boy uh, i hope annually. so I, I, think, I think yeah and again one of the biggest fears of, about cannabis is yeah. getting big pharma involved at a time when the little guy and all the little investors, if you will, compared to the trillion dollar investors that are out there uh, to control this this substance as it goes, uh, as it becomes more, um, 
I don't want to use the word legalized, but certainly more accepted now. Uh, I think if you've got, what, 41 states with a medicinal program now with a few more on the ballot uh, coming up this fall and even more looking to legalize the substance, uh, just in general, your feeling about the medicinal benefits versus the adult use market. There are two different ways to look at this cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. Um, the medicinal benefits have been documented in scientific research. The recreational or adult use um, benefits of this uh, are still, everybody's still kind of wary and not sure. And again, this goes back to what we talked about right off the bat. It's responsible use of the product. Um, how important is a national, if not state, program for education here? We don't, I don't see any public service announcements anywhere talking about the benefits of this plant. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I think from a federal level, I think it's going to be a, you know, a while before we see anything. See, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an optimist, even though I'm not big on the federal government right now, but I am an optimist. I do think that the descheduling will happen within the next six months. And the reason why, American businessmen don't like to lose money to other nations. And Canada is legalizing it October 17th. Yep. So my feeling is money always dictates politics. Right. And, and that company that actually got the, the CBD product descheduled is, is a British pharmaceutical company. So um, right. G, GW Farms, I think it is, pharmaceuticals. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, in, in terms of the, the educational piece, I think, you know, states that do have medical programs or adult use programs are going to – Ideally, uh, and, and I've talked to the CCC about this, you know, have their own uh, public awareness campaign. Um, you know, the rollout of that, you know, I, I'm unsure on the timing, but but I have been told they're, they're working on some stuff uh, at, at both levels. And so, you know, I, I think it's super important. And that's why, you know, hopefully we can fill in some gaps. And we've offered to work with them on those programs as well. And we've always been... You know, we we had a billboard campaign that came out and a taxi topper campaign, you know, because we're not a licensee holder, we do have some ability to get our name out there a little differently than than a lot of these medical dispensaries do. Um, And so we ran with like the finer cannabis and just let's start at the very beginning. This is a journey. We're all on it together. Let's let's figure this out. Let's let's walk through the steps. Let's understand the plant. Let's get involved with figuring out, you know, what the different effects are and how it works, um, what are the different ways to consume. And then you can start getting into some more stuff, um, you know, around just safe practices and, and rolling that out as well as people, you know, timing is everything on, on this stuff. So Timing is everything in life. Uh, how long do you think it will take Massachusetts to create a mature cannabis culture? I, I mean, it, we both, I think we'll both agree it will be years I guess the, the 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 tougher question to put your finger on it is: Will it be uh, two to four years, or will it be ten to fourteen years? Right. So you know, I thinking about this. Um, you know, you look to Colorado, for example, right? So they're they're probably the most mature uh, market out there. Um, More mature than Washington State, even now. I think they were. I, they were around the same time. I think I it was think. like 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, but, you know, they um, there, there's certain factors in the market. So if you look at it from a financial point of view, uh, 
a lot of sales coming out of Colorado are probably going to non uh, recreational markets. So like, does that, how does that play out in Massachusetts, right? Massachusetts is going to be the first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the market needs to kind of go through, it's going to go through this big boom, but then eventually it also stabilizes. Right. And so I think, um, from those aspects, there's a lot to look at, you know, my guess would be, you know, looking at timeline for Colorado and where they were at and where we're, you know, probably in the five, six year range. Um, you know, we need to get these stores to fully realize what they had written into their pro formas, which was adult use and get them up and running with that. Right. Make sure we're creating jobs in the industry. Uh, make sure that cities and towns are using the tax dollars that they're getting back, uh, you know, in, in appropriate ways and, and figuring out the a lot of them, you know, still don't see the full benefit of that, and they've said no to, uh, you know, adult and, use. And, well, that's half the problem in Massachusetts yeah. is the uh, local agreements that have to happen before you can even apply for a, a license in the state. And, again, it goes back to education because people are still basing their feelings about this product on 50 years of propaganda, um, which just, again, drives me crazy, but a lot of things drive me crazy, so that's okay. But – uh, getting back again to the evolution of this marketplace and, and where it's going to go, um, the steps, descheduling it has to be the first step towards legalization. Do you, do you agree with that as the first step? Getting it off that Schedule 1 will open up the financial institutions. On a federal level, yes. Yes, on a yeah. federal level. And that will allow a lot of things to happen. I, I think actually it will allow interstate commerce to open up, which I think is important. Um, Having the trickle-down effect to the towns, however, if you ever talk to anybody that has visited Colorado and comes back and has actually been involved with um, taking a look at some of the local agreements out there and the effects of those taxes have done, the roads are better. The schools have improved. So those tax dollars all have positive social effects on the community. It boggles my mind that you have to explain this to the local towns of Massachusetts. They are crying for better uh, wages for their teachers. They're crying for more schools. They're crying for less potholes and better roads. And there's a, a way to get money for that, but they can't see through. I hate to use the analogy. They can't see through the weeds, okay? <laughs> I had to do it. Yeah. Um, how frustrating has that been for someone who's really, you know, you're in the business, and you know some of these local deals have, you know, all of a sudden the 3% deal turns to, well, it's 3%, but you got to make a donation to the school fund over here or, or this nonprofit over here, or I've got my hand out over here, and perhaps you want to put a few bucks in my hand. Yeah, so... Frustration? Uh, on my end... Not personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my heart goes out to the dispensaries, you know, that, that I've worked with and, and obviously the folks that are trying to get this up and running. Um, and I know it's been, you know, potentially a struggle for them. Um, but, you know, from my end, you know, I just want to see a market created in which it's done built on, on long-term success. And so, you know, the number of licenses is really important. And I think, you know, making sure that it's not completely oversaturated and we don't end up in a place like, 
you know, Oregon where you can buy an ounce for twenty bucks. Twenty bucks or whatever. And, and nineteen seventy two prices. Not yeah. that I would know that, but I'm just saying. Right. So, you know, making sure that, that these folks are, are having the infrastructure that is going to allow long term sustainability and that jobs that get created will stay and these guys will be able to hopefully flourish for the long run, not just for, you know, right now. So, um, yeah, the municipality thing is, is, you know, tricky for sure. Um, and I think, you know, it, over time it, it, I hope it will get better. Yeah. Adam Cavanaugh is the general manager of Leafly here in Massachusetts. Leafly is one of the premier cannabis information and product sources in the country. That accurate? I think that's accurate. That's how, in that's the my, world. In the world. That's right. Sorry. In the, in the world. world. I didn't mean... <laughs> I have a tunnel vision when it comes to this in the Massachusetts area, but it is an, an international issue too. And you are listening to In the Weeds with Jimmy Young, and you can find this podcast on clnsmedia.com, Stitcher, and of course on iTunes, and a video recording is being made available also on theweedtube.com. Um when content is being created on the Leafly page, and I have enjoyed some of the um, various videos that are on there, uh, including the two guys, the Bud guys, I guess, and they basically uh, get high and go do fun things. I mean, great concept for a reality show, by the way. And um, how, how does the company or the producers of, of the Leafly content uh, balance entertainment and education? Because I do know that there's both on that site. Yeah, so I think, I mean, first and foremost, we're educational-based. Um, I think everything that we do has some aspect of information and education. Um, that's our first priority. Um, you know, the, and if you look at, you know, through our, our many pages of content, I, lifestyle is one of, you know, 14. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And so even in that, I think there's there's little pieces that, that are informative and learning can be fun, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's different ways that we want to reach people. Um, so I think we try to strike a balance of uh, trying to make it fun and accessible uh, and enjoyable, but definitely informative and educational is a top priority for sure. Well, that's good. And I, I kind of like that spin on this particular podcast, too, as I try to balance some fun, some education, and some serious issues uh, as well. Um, what are the goals? What are your goals as a general manager uh, of Leafly in Massachusetts? Um, what, what does the company ask you to do for them besides um, obviously getting involved with as many dispensaries as possible to get into the, um, you know, the mobile app you have is probably your first priority at this point. But what in the future, what, what's the expansion going to be? Yeah, so uh, first priority is actually uh, getting this pickup service really uh, up and running. It's the first thing that we've done that actually requires a lot of operational and logistic uh, expertise and kind of gets in with the dispensaries at a whole new level uh, where we're starting to uh, not only be a advertising platform for them, but mm-hmm. actually showing them physical representation back into their stores that they can track and see. Um, so pickup has been sort of uh, the first priority. The second priority is definitely brand awareness, you know, making sure that people out here know what Leafly is, know how to use the website, uh, what they can get and glean from it. 
Um, and then, you know, that comes with, you know, a lot of different networking opportunities like this uh, and going to and meeting different people, chatting with different groups like the, the Control Commission and, um, you know, really getting out in front of anything that we can to, to try to lend a hand and, and get people informed and, and up to date. In the Weeds is a podcast produced at the studios of Little Park Media in Wellesley, Massachusetts for the listening enjoyment of our audience. None of the opinions or advice on this program should be considered medical advice or a substitute for seeing a certified medical marijuana practitioner or your local physician. All opinions and thoughts on this show do not necessarily represent the management of CLNS Media Group or Little Park Media.